0: perfect bang on my chest if you think i'm perfect go ahead bang on it no heart you gotta have heart miles and miles of heart
1: this is patchwork heart ministries young catholics respond brought to you by breadbox media now here's your host bill snyder
2: Thanks, Adam, and welcome to the program, everybody. I am Bill Snyder. This is Young Catholics Respond, and thank you so much for being a part of our ministry. We are so blessed to have you listening, no matter how you're listening. I want to give a big shout-out to Light of Life Radio in uh, West Virginia. Thank you so much for tuning in to our program and uh, being a part of Uh, our ministry by broadcasting Young Catholics Respond on the radio. So thank you so much, Light of Life Radio. And uh, if you're listening on Light of Life Radio, please know that you can reach us on our website at patchworkheart.org for more information about who we are and what we do and how uh, we help you grow deeper in faith and sow hope into broken hearts. Um, I don't want to spend too much time talking about ourselves, though. Today I want to... uh, Talk with you because I want to share with you our guest, and his name is Brees Sokolowski, And uh, Brees is a—he uh, is the founder of CatholicFundraiser.net. He had a successful career in technology consulting with Accenture and Price Waterhouse Coopers in various cities: Dallas, San Francisco, Paris, Abu Dhabi, London, and around the world. But he left. Uh, to help his Catholic diocese in London, England, with a fundraising campaign, and that campaign went on to raise over 50 million, which was the largest sum ever raised in the Catholic Church in the United Kingdom. Uh, from then, he uh, created this wonderful apostolate uh, to help Catholic uh, fundraisers or help Catholic organizations fundraise, and uh, again, it's CatholicFundraiser.net. So, Brees, welcome to the program, and thank you so very much for joining me today. On uh, young Catholics respond.
0: Amen, Bill. Thank you so much. A delight and a true blessing to be here with you today. Really, really appreciate it.
2: Yeah, it's going to be so much fun uh, to talk. And and as that bio just uh, kind of said, you know, I this story's got to be so much more interesting than, than what I just said in like thirty seconds. So tell tell our listeners how this happened for you. What, tell us a little bit about that journey um, of your Catholic faith and and how you ended up starting this whole uh, fundraising apostolate.
0: Absolutely. So actually, when you were kind of like doing my, my bio, I, I for, forgot to add, and I finally added it. I mean, it's been up there for a while, but it sounds like I kind of left a career, you know, in my 50s or 40s or, you know, in my prime, but I actually pretty much left my career, at I believe it was the age of 27. Um, after four or five years in the workforce, Um, you know, I had a real crisis of, um, meaning and purpose. I, I, I was raised Catholic all my life, um, you know, went to Catholic high school, but then went to engineering school because I thought I was going to be an engineer and I thought I was going to be in tech all my life, but, um, five years in and it was really shocking because I was really blessed. Um, I was able to travel around the United States, have a lot of cool projects, uh, lived and worked in Europe, in Paris. And in London, I even worked in the Middle East, in Abu Dhabi. So, you know, I, I had plenty of excitement, but uh, I was bored. And, um, you know, one day my parish was having a fundraising campaign. My priest needed someone to do some phone calls, and I helped him with some phone calls. And then I started helping with the campaign, and I started recognizing, hey, this is something, uh, you know, we live in a material world, but we, we got to do this stuff Right. And so I saw a lot of opportunity within my local parish and my diocese that, Hey, you know, if we need to help fund the seminary, we need to take care of the retired priests. If we got to be, you, you know, you know, supporting all these different projects. Um, you know, there were certain things that they were doing well, the diocese, but I thought they could do it a bit better. And I thought maybe I'm the guy for to do it better. And then uh, I worked for three years working at the diocese and then I turned my attention. To the pro-life movement, to religious orders, to lay apostolates. and I said, "Look, these guys don't have a bishop asking for tons of money. So how do I help these people who are just really want to raise a few thousand bucks, maybe ten thousand? And how do I how do I help them?" And it, it, that's kind of the um, the uh, the genesis of all this.
2: That's amazing, and it's a really good thing that you uh, spent uh, some some time with working working you know with. This, uh, you know, first your parish and your diocese, because you are able to get a probably a pretty large breadth of understanding of, of what the need is out there, right? And so I'm. I'm kind of interested in, in finding out what, what is the need of Catholic organizations on f- from your experience, because I think a lot of us think, we hear the term, in fact, I was just talking about this on another radio program uh, not long ago, when somebody told me, the Catholic Church, they have plenty of money, you know, why don't they just sell a few paintings, you know, and and they'll be able to, you know, make the money up, no problem. Well, there's something wrong with that and i and and i and i think a lot of young adults fall into that trap of hearing that and and they're like oh well they're fine they don't need they don't need my support they don't need the the few thousand dollars you know how how does it what is the need in in, in the church from your perspective
0: that's uh that's a big question there are a few ways to, to dissect it um you know number one you know we are you know, in 2020, as this is recorded, you know, we are standing on the shoulders of giants over 2000 years of history, uh, um, you know, uh, culture, art, all this stuff, you know, this was passed on down to us from other people. So, you know, it's it, it's not ours, I think, to sell. But but e- even the, the question of, you know, the Catholic Church does have, you know, when we say the Catholic Church, usually people think uh, diocese and, you know, the Vatican. Yeah, they've got, tons of stuff and you know could they do things better I'm you know that's a whole other topic there definitely is room for improvement Um, but that's why I kind of left my diocese to help um, smaller apostolates because you know they're not they don't have 2,000 years obviously they benefit from 2,000 years of history but you know they're not the ones with these huge cathedrals uh, parishes parish halls you know land schools etc Um, So I really like to help the smaller ones do a really good job in fundraising, because I think in 2020, in the 21st century, it's much easier to do fundraising than it has been ever, and I think there are certain things that uh, Catholics need to stay focused on when they do make the ask for the donation, because I personally think that the majority of the way Catholic apostolates fundraise, and this is diocese included, um, are doing it incorrectly, And I think that's why you're having a a lack sometimes of people wanting to donate or uh, people questioning, well, why don't they sell stuff? Well, because I think um, the Catholic Church and any apostle that wants to fundraise can do a whole lot better on inspiring people to donate. And I think uh, every donation has to be an inspiration. And I think that's what we're lacking a lot of. And that's what a lot of my fundraising efforts go into is making sure that we are telling an inspirational story, and we're doing the mission in a way that inspires people to give.
2: Awesome! That's so you know that's so good. Um, and and I I, I kind of want to find out what what is some what is one of the inspirational stories or a few of the inspirational stories that um, have have touched you to to help. Uh, you know these these parishes, or make it a success, I should say. Those 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 parishes that are able to, or or smaller apostolates, even like ourselves, who are able to um, tug on the heartstrings, as my dad would say, a little bit to make it inspirational. What what are some of those interesting uh, stories that you've come across that that help drive that?
0: Great question. The number one thing that I tell Catholics to do when it comes to fundraising is make the realization that 99% of everything that they need, they already have. There's no need for any more money. Call it the, um, you know, the story when Jesus leads out the apostles two by two and he tells them take nothing with you. They were a little, just a little afraid and a little worried that, you know, they didn't have anything. And but the lesson learned is when they came back, they were super excited. Um, if anything too exciting, and Jesus had to tell him, you know, calm down a bit. So step one is realize, and I see this a lot of the times where Catholic apostolates, they say, well, we need money. Like, you don't need money. You don't need money. And, you know, I've had to experience this myself. You know, 99% of the time that you think you need a donation, you probably don't, especially in the 21st century where, you know, uh, you can pretty much, you know, all the software now is pretty much free connecting to the internet. You know, you just go to any coffee shop, you get it for free. There's a way of connecting with thousands of people for free. There are grants that I talk about on my, uh, on my website. You know, Catholics don't know this. You can get, you know, a grant of $120,000 from Google, um, to, to, uh, spread the message of your apostolate absolutely for free. You get that, uh, almost no questions asked. Now, if you don't like Google, that's a whole other topic, but there's a whole lot of things that you can do for free. And then the second thing that I tell people is the parable of the talents people are always saying well I need a hundred million dollars I need twenty million dollars to do this and like it's the parable of the talents how much do you have now a hundred bucks well guess what parable of the talents do everything that you possibly can with that hundred bucks steward that money make sure that those donors or that donor I don't know how many do- donated to you but make sure that you are taking care of them with everything that you have again the parable of the talents and you know if you're doing something for the will of God, you have to make the assumption that He's not going to leave you out to dry. So, if all you got is a hundred bucks, say, "Look, God, if this is what you want to give me now, I'm going to execute ruthlessly as if I had a million dollars, and I'm going to show people what I can do without it." So, and again, the majority of the things that we have in today's world is absolutely free. Like you can go on YouTube and you can build a, a channel. Um, you know, it doesn't cost you anything, and you can get. Obviously, you know, it's going to take a little bit of effort, blood, sweat, and tears, but guess what? We're Catholic, and that's, you know, that's in our uh, wheelhouse, as they say.
2: Yeah, that's a great, you know, that's a really great point, and I think um, thinking like this and helping young people and young apostolates, we have a lot of people that listen to our show that are thinking about, you know, starting their own or maybe even just coming into Catholicism and understanding the perspective of, um, of what, What this looks like, and you've just laid out beautifully for us um, exactly what uh, we need to start doing, which I think is thinking so radically different. Because you're you're exactly right. Uh, You know, you mentioned in the beginning of the program that that so many parishes and so many dioceses are doing this the wrong way. Um, You know, through all these different appeals and all these different ways to try and raise this money, and um, the it. What I'm hearing you say is really mission, mission first, money second. and um, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but but that's just what I hear, and I think that that is a um, you know a beautiful way to to begin working you know like you have it, and it's going to follow if if you're doing the Lord's will and what a what a beautiful way.
0: Absolutely. And in case there are any Thomases out there that say, well, seeing is believing some of the best Catholic Apostles that I've helped started out with almost no fundraising and there's one in particular they had absolutely no idea how to do it but they listened to everything that I said and this was great it's very rare that somebody you know listens to this advice and takes it wholeheartedly and says look you're the expert I'll do it and um, they went from raising probably maybe a few thousand over a year to this year they'll probably raise a million dollars and it's because mission first and they took it wholeheartedly but then obviously they recognize that you have to ask and that's the other that's the balance and that's maybe a whole other topic but uh, definitely mission first but it doesn't mean that you don't ask but what most people do is they say well I need to ask and then I'll do the mission or they'll say like I'm all mission and if people want to donate uh, great and look that's a great fundraising strategy you know you'll you know, it, it's a hit and miss strategy. But if that's the one that you want to operate, great. But if you're looking for consistency, um, that's where my website CatholicFundraiser.net really works. Um, there's also a free guide uh, called "The Ten Commandments to Catholic Fundraising." It's everything that I've learned uh, with fundraising. It's um, before I started all this out. I actually went to get a theology degree, a master's. I'm not going to say I'm an expert theologian. Um, you know, it was. I've kind of forgotten most of it, but I think the, the, it, it sowed some, you know, some deep roots for me to make sure that I'm what I'm doing um, stays grounded in my Catholic faith, and that's why I have the Ten Commandments to Catholic Fundraising, to help people stay focused on what they need to do every day if they want to be successful with fundraising in a Catholic apostolate.
2: Awesome stuff. Uh, for our listeners, you're listening to the voice of Rhys Sokolowski, and uh, we're going to be right back. Uh, with some more uh, discussion with him in the second half of our program. So stay tuned and uh, we'll be right back after this break. I'm Bill Snyder.
1: Patchwork Heart Ministry is committed to sowing hope into broken hearts by helping young people encounter the love of Jesus Christ and His Catholic Church through prayer, storytelling, and media initiatives we invite you to prayerfully consider supporting this mission financially. Mail your tax-deductible donation to Patchwork Heart Ministry at P.O. Box 563 Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, zip code 53147, or visit patchworkheart.org to donate online. That's Patchwork Heart Ministry, P.O. Box 563 Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, 53147, or online at patchworkheart.org.
2: Hi, everybody. Bill Snyder here. Just want to thank you for listening to this episode of Young Catholics Respond. And as a founder of Patchwork Heart Ministry, we have so much more going on than just our podcasts. Check it out at patchworkheart.org. The St. Raymond Nonatus Foundation for Freedom, Family, and Faith offers prayerful accompaniment for those who are affected by divorce and separation. We offer free online support meetings for those affected by divorce and for adult children of divorce. You can learn more about us at nonatus.org. That's N-O-N-N-A-T-U-S dot Text or call 215-870-9913. Your heart is always beating, but you never have to think about it.
1: Welcome back to Young Catholics Respond. Once again, Bill Snyder. Hey
2: everybody, welcome back here to Young Catholics Respond. Today my guest is Brees Sokolowski, and we are talking with him uh, about his wonderful apostolate called CatholicFundraising.net, and it's a a wonderful uh, apostolate that, I'm sorry, it's CatholicFundraiser.net, I'm not going to direct you to the wrong site, CatholicFundraiser.net, and we're talking with him about uh, just... First half of the program was awesome, Um, but so if you didn't get a chance to listen to it, please rewind it and uh, listen to it on the podcast feed if you're listening to it on the radio. Um, And I just want to say that you know there is such an important. We talked about really the importance of Catholic fundraising and why uh, we need to do that. And then um, now I want to jump into one of one of the really neat uh, resources because as he says, there's really no excuse for people not learning how to do this stuff. and he has a thing called the Ten Commandments of Catholic Fundraising for, uh, for apostolates out there. And I just want to maybe go through a few of them with you, uh, talking about how and why it's so important for, for us to kind of follow these Ten Commandments for these different apostolates out there.
0: The, the number one thing for me is, and, you know, if you say this to Catholics, they'll say, of course, it's a given. They're like, yeah, I do that. But uh, I really want people to take it to heart, and that is build a prayer life. Um, you know, a, a prayer life, you know, you can get a whole lot of discussions with, you know, what it prayer, how to pray and all that stuff. You know, for me, what I've understood as prayer in the context of fundraising is you got to have a strong prayer life, which means it's got to be structured. Um, you know, look at any, go to any monastery, any convent, you know, it's locked and loaded their prayer, uh, um, sh- uh, schedule. I'm not saying that you have to live like a mo- Pray like a monk or a nun, but obviously they're, they're there and, and, and work off of them. But I would say have a structured prayer life um, and, you know, don't be praying all the time like, oh, I hope I get a donation, but, you know, build a relationship with God, you know, whether it's praying a daily rosary, you know, reading the readings, going to mass on a daily basis, going to adoration, you know, find what it is that you need to do uh, to keep you structured. Because guess what? Fundraising. I mean, it's a huge whirlwind. It's up and down, left and right. You think you got a donation, you don't. Um, you get a big donation, then the next thing you're, you're worried about is like, well, am I going to get another one? It's, it's, it's ups and downs. It's very, very stressful. So you need a prayer life. And on top of that, I would recommend uh, getting some type of, you know, um, uh, a chaplain, some type of spiritual guide for the apostolate and somebody who understands that you live, we live in a material world, and that they're going to at least give you some solid advice when it comes to asking for donations and being dependent sometimes on you know what's around us. So I would really recommend that. And then third, I guess under this umbrella is you know have a have a patron saint uh, for your apostolate. Um, some people say that that yeah I have one, it's Our Lady. But you know go the extra mile, and I'll raise my you know I'll raise my hand and say when I started my apostolate. I said my managing director, my managing partner was Our Lady. Um, I probably could do a bit better to get her involved, but I really try and you know practice what I preach. So those are really, really important when it comes to fundraising. Take the prayer life super, super seriously. Um, don't get into fundraising and an apostolate without having a really solid prayer life, uh, because it, this stuff is difficult with and definitely without a prayer life so that's step one and then i would say another um i guess commandment of fundraising is and i kind of mentioned this in the part one get really organized about the people who god is bringing you you know you know we get excited when somebody gives us a ten dollar donation but we kind of like forget about that person because like, well, that we think like, oh well, $10 isn't enough, isn't a lot or $5. That's not going to get me to where I need to be. Yeah. I really tell people like get organized with your contacts and parable the talents, like stay organized with these people. Thank people, remember people, pray for those people. Um, again, again, and again, and again, parable, the talents. We see it too often. I'm not trying to point the finger here, but we see too often, you know, we see all these different fundraising campaigns. It's like, it, it seems like the Catholic Church is constantly asking for money and we can't do anything without money. It's, re- I think it's ridiculous um, because we can really do everything without money. Uh, and the case in point is that if every, you know, parish, I would think with COVID, you know, every church was practically closed. I don't know about other people, but I know about me and a few other people like, you know, I was still participating uh, in mass, I was actually going to the parking lot of my church and live streaming it there and trying to do the best I can. But it's just to show that, you know, regardless of what happens out there, you have to keep moving forward. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's what I got.
2: Yeah. though You know what? Those, those two, uh, keys, I think, um, you know, many people uh, overlook the power of both of them. And, uh, I don't think often many people, even in a diocese, begins to think like you think at all, uh, you know, okay, in order for me to do this, I need to pray more, and I need to uh, get organized more. Uh, those those two things, I think if 95% of the Catholic apostles out there did that, their their businesses would just you just watch their businesses go uh, through the roof. Um, you, you
0: bring up a good point, not to cut you off, but— um to, just to, to make this example very clear, there are, I'm blessed with the, with, with the apostolates that I help because the ones who take this stuff so, so uh, uh, seriously, the prayer and thanking everybody and, and making sure that they're intentional with every donation, they are seeing huge increases in their donations. And the reason why is number one, look, like the, the, the world, the United States needs the Catholic Church. If anything, we see it today. And these apostles are going out there, guns roaring, waving, you know, the Catholic flag. Um, and then secondly, uh, people are generous when they see apostolates like theirs raising the flag and saying, look, you know, we're not going to be hiding in lockdown. We're not going to be having excuses of why we can't do things. We're going to, we're, we're going to rethink how we deliver our mission. And we're going to, we're going to double down on what it is that we do all of a sudden, you know, the Holy Spirit obviously is helping everybody and the Holy Spirit is saying to these people like, look, here's an apostolate. That's doing a great job. Um, and people are inspired and they say, I want to be generous to these people because they're not giving excuses as to why they can't do what is it that they say they do. They're going off and they're exceeding every single expectation with their fundraising. But at the same time, obviously they're jumping up and down saying, great, we've beat our every single fundraising uh, goal that we have but they go back to focusing on what the mission is and how they got there. It's really, really impressed me. I'm really, really blessed with my job.
2: Yeah, that's, you know, that's incredible, and um, I, 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 really, I really appreciate you uh, driving those things home here on the program today, because I think not only is it important for Catholic fundraisers to understand this, I think it's important for the uh, consumer of these uh, things to hear. Right, like you know, I mean, I donate money into different apostolates and do- be because I believe in the mission, because I am told thank you, and because uh, they they seem relatively organized and they help me grow in prayer. Um, so, so, so I think for, for for the average person out there listening to this that maybe doesn't have an apostolate, but um, but but gives and donates to them, um, I I'm wondering if maybe you can touch a little bit upon. Uh, this, as we kind of wrap up, is, is why is it so important as, as a Catholic to give back to these organizations? I think there's a lot of young people, there's a lot of selfishness in society today, a lot of greed in society today, and uh, I think, you know, we're all in it for ourselves. I think a lot of young people hear that, like, we're all in it for ourselves, and, you know, I'm going to make myself into the mountain, but why is it so important for us to give back to organizations? Uh, that are doing a good job and lifting up uh, people in faith. Why is that such an important thing? Um, I,
0: I, yeah, you you bring up a great point. When, you know, when you're young, obviously, you know, you're starting out. You know, you don't you you you're, you're planning for your future. You know, if if you want to get married, you're gonna you know there there you got kids. You got to take care of a house. You've got to buy a house. So there's a lot of expenses. So I always tell people, especially young people, you know, if you're out there and you're saying, well you know, I don't have a lot of money, you know, what is it that I can do, you know, even, you know, you know, we're all, we're, we're all called, I, I always forget the term in, in canon law about the, the tithing, but obviously we're supposed to give a certain amount, um, but, you know, st- start small and, and recognize and start, I guess, discovering the, the, the joy of giving. So even if it's a buck, or even if it's 50 cents, I don't care. Just pick the, you'll pick the apostolates that you say, you know what, I really like them. I really want to support them. You know, don't feel bad. I mean, I used to think this like, well, you know, I can't really give that much, but say like, look, it's more of a statement for you uh, than it is for them. And both benefit if if you just give a buck or two bucks or whatever it is, you're going to really feel uh, the joy of giving. And, you know, obviously that phrase gets thrown out, thrown around way too much. And usually it's like joy of giving, give a big chunk of money. But um, it's all about where you are today. Um, if you can't give a lot, you know, just just pick the one, two or three apostles that you find are really, really good and let them know and say, look, you know, I'm going to give, uh, I'm going to give uh, as much as I can today. You know, here's a buck a month or 10 or five or whatever it is. And say, look, you guys, I'm going to journey with you. Uh, so I'm going to be Donating and next year I'm gonna try and give a little bit more so every year try and give a little bit more Um, I mean, that's what I do is I started out with a certain level and you know as I Grown past my 20s and now through my 30s. I try and give a little bit more uh, Every year and uh, I find that the more I give um, It's the more I recognize that I really didn't I don't need that money And I'm blessed to give it to people that I know they're gonna do something really really great because um, that's that's what it's all about.
2: Awesome. Breeze, this is awesome and great advice uh, for, for young people and everything. I want to uh, make sure you have the opportunity as we, again, we kind of wrap up here uh, to share with people how they can get in touch with you uh, and your organization. Again, it's catholicfundraiser.com. Uh, net and so please uh, go ahead and reach out to Brees uh, and just give us um, some, any other contact information or any other stuff that you uh, would like to uh, share with people.
0: Absolutely. you know CatholicFundraiser.net, 99% of everything on there is absolutely for free. The one thing that's for sale is the book, um, and the reason I do it that way is that I really want Catholic Apostolates or anyone out there, if you're listening and if you're wondering how do I fundraise, well, If you've listened to this, you no longer have an excuse about learning how to do this stuff. The majority of what I do is absolutely for free. I've been blessed by many, many great people around me who have shared their knowledge um, and I'm trying to pass it on and by telling other Catholics, this is how to do it. So if you have any questions or you know, know, a religious order or a lay apostolate or even a parish or a diocese that is reconsidering their fundraising or wants to improve it, especially in the 21st century, and how to use the internet, how do we go around about asking for donations online, check out CatholicFundraiser.net. Um, I call it the tools for the new evangelization in the 21st century.
2: Awesome stuff. So everybody, please head over to CatholicFundraiser.net. Brees, I want to thank you so much for your time. Uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you, and uh, hope to have you back on soon. So thank you.
0: Thank you, Bill. God bless.
2: All right. Well, this has been an episode of Young Catholics Respond. Until next time, from all of us here at Patchwork Heart Ministry, I'm Bill Snyder. Keep beating to your Catholic heart.
1: You've been listening to Young Catholics Respond, a radio initiative of Patchwork Heart Ministry. To learn more about our ministry and program, visit us at patchworkheart.org. Or to get exclusive access and early ministry updates, become our patron on Patreon
2: by searching for Patchwork Heart Ministry.